You're listening to Shift, Human First Financial Guidance with Ross Marino. Today, we are shifting the conversation with Carrie Carbonaro. Hello, Carrie. Hello, Ross. Good morning. Good morning to you. Now, I, I see a backdrop behind you. Last time we spoke, you were in Florida, but uh, I don't think we're in Florida anymore. No, we're in NYC, Manhattan. Enjoyable. Haven't been there for a while, but look forward to getting back soon. Now, we're going to have a, a hopefully a interesting conversation today. Uh, you have some insight in some areas that I'm always really curious about. But before we dive in, why don't you take the first minute and just introduce yourself to everybody who's listening? Sure. So I'm a CFP with 30 plus years experience, really long time frame, uh, award-winning top, top 100 and top 10 advisor for Investopedia, Women to Watch, won a lot of awards. I think, think actually we're both, uh, think advisory luminary award, um, finalists for this year for 2023. Um, and not that we're in the same, we're in two different categories. So we're not even going against each other, which is great, but I'm also a CFP board ambassador and I'm head of women in wealth and I love what I do. I am passionate about women, helping women, um, helping women stay in the industry, just all about that. I, you know, that's my one thing in my life. It's the thread that continues throughout everything that I always have done. Now, I've seen quite a bit of change over my 30 plus years as well. I remember when I started off, um, I, I can visibly see the handful of women that I met in the first few years of my career as a financial advisor. We've come a long way since then, but there's still some challenges within the profession. You think you could talk about the current state of affairs and how it relates to women? Sure. So, you know, for decades, you know, wealth management has been male dominated, if you didn't know. <laughs> um, it's pretty much either 80-20 or really 75-15. Uh, like it depends which which measurement you're using. Um, and unfortunately, out of those out of those few that are working, a lot of them are in support roles or education roles or not practicing. And so you know, there's very few actual women who are going out and getting clients and being rainmakers because there's a lot of, you know, a lot of adversity that women have to overcome to get to this point where they can actually go out and get clients. So um, I talk about this all the time, but there's a lot of things that we're trying to do to get women into the profession and keep women in the profession. You know, right now there's... Um, the CFP board and um, American College and there's so many and Center for Financial Planning, which is part of the CFP board, you know, is spending a lot of money and time and resources on bringing women into the profession. But there's actually not as much keeping them in the profession. So that's something that actually I want to tackle. And I have a beautiful women mastermind group where we're trying to get mentorship in to keep women in the profession when they're at the stage where they need help or they want to leave because there's a lot of reasons that they get burnt out and don't stay. Yeah. And those are the two areas. Getting them into the profession is, of course, is only round one. Round two is you have to keep them in there and you have to give right. them a career track. You have to mentor. You have to make sure the opportunities are there. Um, I've certainly seen the needle moving uh, recently, which is great. There's a lot of people talking about it. One of the topics that comes up is there's a lot of women out there who now, of course, have wealth. 
And in the future, right, if you look at the stats, uh, the women are going to dominate the wealth management landscape. There's a lot of advisors now that are thinking, I want to focus my practice on women. If someone wanted to go about that, how would you advise them? Well, yes. So I, I it's funny because I get this question asked all the time. I actually have a presentation on this, on making your practice more female friendly. And what does that look like? And what does that mean? Right. So I think um, one thing is, um, and I'm not pumping my own book, but there is, I did write a book, um, the, the Money Queen's Guide for Women Who Want to Build Wealth and Banish Fear. And Bob Clark of Think Advisor had said, you know, if you're a male advisor, you should read this book to get inside the head of a woman, how she thinks about money, how she uh, interacts with money. It's just kind of an insight into women and how they think and what they do. So that was that's one thing. Second thing is um, it's a book called um, let's see, it's Kathleen Kingsbury. And it's called How to Give Advice to Women. Mm -hmm. And it's a very good book. It has a quiz that you can actually take to see if you're actually um if your practice is female friendly, because you might not even know, honestly, you may not even know. So I think that that's another good way to take a look because sometimes there's unconscious bias that you don't even realize you're doing. And as a man um, that you may just be focusing more on a couple on the, on the male rather than the, when then the woman, there could be body language where she's checking out and you don't even know she's checking out or her eyes are rolling and she's not engaged in the conversation. You know, um, also women are, they take longer. So, you know, men get frustrated because it's a longer sales cycle with women, you know, and they want to, they don't want to be sold. They don't want to be told, you know, they want to be, um, kind of collaborated with and educated and, you know, have all the questions answered. And there, it's a definitely a different cycle focusing on women. And also it's about way more about relationships than about, you know, just talking about the numbers and, you know, women, you know, don't care about what's my performance. Women want to know, am I going to be able to sleep at night? Will I have enough money to pay my bills? Am I going to be a bag lady? They don't really necessarily care. Am I beating the S&P 500? You know, all the language in our profession is very male dominated. Like even on for the advisor side, how women and how advisors are measured, I always say it's like a male measuring stick. What's your AUM? You're a producer. What's your trailing 12? You know, how about how many families have you served? How many, you know, how important are you in your client's life? Um, how many, how, what impacts have you made um, in your, in your clients? Like, like I get messages all the time. I couldn't be here if it wasn't for you. I couldn't be in this new house if it wasn't for you. I couldn't have this life if it wasn't for you. To me, that's a much more impactful measurement than what's my trailing 12, Right. I totally agree. I totally agree. And, I, and as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking of one of my first experiences, probably 25 years ago, of an elderly client, we'll call her Mrs. White. And Mrs. White used to constantly make the joke that, well, you never know, I could be a bag lady one day. And I'm looking at seven figures, liquid net worth, way more income than bills, completely debt-free. As a financial planner, you could not come up with a scenario where this person becomes a bag lady. And she used to say it every time of, well, you never know. And I would laugh, say, well, actually, I think I know. Uh, you're not going to be a bag lady. And it never really registered back then, well, but it's later on. It's so interesting because I talk about a lot about the bag lady fear in my book. And it's 
absolutely an irrational fear for a lot of women. There's actually what's called what I call the designer bag ladies, because I'm actually one of them. And it's for any but a woman who makes over 200,000 a year and or and or has like a net worth of over like $2 million. And they're still worried about being a bag lady. Exactly what you just said. When you have more than enough, and you're still worried, it's not it's not a real fear. It's an irrational fear, but it's still a fear. And it still feels real, even if it's not. Yes, it doesn't have to be rational to be real. That's for sure. Yes. So let's pivot towards the future of our profession. There is obviously a shift going on, something we're excited about. We're seeing this shift to human first financial guidance where advisors are really focusing a lot more on the person and trying to understand and connect who they are. And and people, of course, uh, appreciate that. They want to be known. They want to be heard. So within the shift of the industry, as you look to the future of financial planning, how do you think the role of women in this profession looks? I think it looks amazing. Um, I think that women are really great with human first. Um, it's just who we are. We like to connect with people as people. It's it's not even something that we have to learn. It's kind of innate in us. I think we have a lot of empathy. We have a lot of um, connections. We thrive on women thrive on human connection even more than men. Um, I think that it's so easy for a woman to connect, uh, women to women to connect with each other. It's how we get better. It's how we grow. It's how we do what we do. Um, I always say one plus one equals 11 when it comes to a woman. <laughs> and I, and I truly believe that. So women are just, it's so innate in us. And then if you also bring in like the behavioral finance tools and things like that, of all these great things of, you know, getting to know a woman, um, how she thinks, how she feels, what she thinks about money, what her money personality is, or her money script is, all these things are way more important to a woman than what's my risk tolerance and what's my performance. You know, it's just not as important. And so it's where the profession is going if they want to or not, because if women are going to control two thirds of the nation's wealth by 2030, which is seven years away, um, and by the way, right now we control 33%. So we're going it's going to double in seven years. So things are changing and they're going to have to change and they have no choice. And you got to remember this industry was created by men for men. And we're really going into a shift as we speak. It's going to be a very big wealth transfer that we have not seen in a long time. Well, in my opinion, it's a long time coming. So I'm glad to see the changes. It's much more effective in what you do when you first think. And of course, I've got my coffee mug to remind me. What are you thinking? How are you feeling? That's what we ask first before we figure out what to do. Compliments of uh, Ashley Kwame. And I think the whole industry is shifting there. It's good to be a part of it. Carrie Carbonaro, thanks for being on the show. Look forward to seeing you shift later next year. Thank you, Ross. Me too. Thank you for listening to Shift with Ross Marino. Please visit humanfirst.live to learn more. This show is for general information purposes only and is not intended to provide recommendations or advice. Speak with a legal, tax, or financial advisor before making any decisions. Past performance references are historical and do not guarantee future results.